<laughs> hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes that's right jsc exclusives you'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else for ten dollars or more per episode now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show you got a business you want me to talk about it i want you to sponsor my show for ten dollars hit me up send me the script i'm putting you over plus you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. It's my family, maman, papa, Jeff. Hommage vous adore. Matt Pluff, you kicked this off. And Damien Chazelle, we're standing on your shoulders. We lost, by the way, but, you know. Guys, guys, I'm sorry. No, there's a, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. I think you guys should keep it anyway. Oh, it's fine. I'm sorry. Guys, this is uh, very unfortunate what happened. Personally, I blame Steve Harvey for this. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now. How the hell is everyone doing? My name is J. Scott Smith. And this is episode 33 of JSC Radio, coming to you from the JSC Radio Studios in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. First show for the month of March as we're slowly but surely creeping up on the one-year anniversary of JSC Radio. Hot damn it, I didn't think I'd be able to make it a full year with y'all. I want to thank each and every one of you. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at J. Scott Smith, that's J-A-Y-S-C-O, two T's, S-M-I-T-H, I am verified on Twitter. You can also get at me on Facebook at Real J. Scott Smith, verified there. I am the original J. Scott Smith, plus you can also follow me on Instagram, which right now is your home for all things JSC Radio, website coming soon, 
You can follow me on Instagram and at Snapchat at J Scott Smith. I want to thank each and every one of you that checks the show out, whether you're listening on iTunes, whether you're listening on Stitcher Radio, whether you're listening to me right now on SoundCloud.com. That's that whole list you see right there, J. Scott Smith. That's at SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash J. Scott Smith, and on Podcasts.com as well. I am all over the damn place right now. So as you heard there in the intro, you already know what the hell we're talking about. Largely, we're going right after the Oscars because just when you thought this whole year, this last 365 days, and really you want to stretch it back to 2015, just tack on another 365. I'm, I'm not doing any of that damn math right now. But look, man, a whole lot of crazy shit has happened in the last two years. A whole bunch of events have had wild and woolly and wacky finishes, whether it's the NBA Finals, whether it's the World Series, whether it's the presidential election, whether it's the Super Bowl. Y'all heard that intro, by the way. Go back to check out the Patriot Games episode. That would be episode number 30 for y'all fool ass if you want to hear that whole breakdown I did there. But rarely is it that you see the range of emotion and hear the range of emotion that you heard at the end of all things, the Academy Awards. Now, obviously, if you were watching that entire spectacle this past Sunday night, you saw the wide range of emotions. First, let me break this down. I'm not a fan of award shows. Can't stand them. You name it, I don't like it. Whether it's the Emmys, don't care much for them. Can't stand the Grammys. Just, I, I haven't been a big fan of the Grammys really ever because the Grammys, for the most part, is it's all about how much you sold. It's rarely about who's the best at anything. And no, I'm not just saying this because of the whole Beyonce thing. I'm not going to sit here and shed a tear for a woman who's got 24 Grammys, okay? Y'all acting like there needs to be a congressional investigation into why she hasn't got an album of the year. She's got 24 damn Grammys. Let somebody else enjoy a little shine once in a blue moon. For God's sake... She has more Grammys than Ric Flair had world titles. <laughs> Go easy on them. But I was never a big fan of the Grammys. Don't care much for the Emmys. I really don't pay much mind to BS like the, the, the friggin' People's Choice Awards or the Golden Globes. None of that. Out of the, the MT- I stopped giving a damn about the VMAs 20 years ago when I was in college. Holy shit, I was in college 20 years ago. That's another story altogether. But look. I stopped caring about the VMAs a long time ago. I had a full head of hair when I gave a damn about the VMAs. That's how long ago that was. The only award show that I can honestly say that I get behind and really care about. No, it's not the Source Awards. It's not the Image Awards. It's not the damn sure not the BET Awards or the BET Hip Hop Awards or the BET Gospel Awards or the BET Whatever Awards. I don't care about any of that. It's only the Academy Awards. And why do I give a damn about the Academy Awards? Simple, because I like movies. And it's a lot easier to quantify whether something should win when it comes to the Academy Awards, when it comes to movies. You know, you know if a movie is good or if a movie sucks. If a movie is compelling, if it pulls you in, if it's funny, if it draws an emotion out of you, it it just does. You can tell 
You can tell if a movie hits you in a certain place. If it has a level of creativity, if it has a certain amount of drama, it doesn't have the same old bullshit tropes that run through every movie, every gag that you hear and all these things. It doesn't do any of that. Simply put, it's a lot easier to do it with movies than it is to do it with music because music is extremely subjective. There's a whole lot of rap artists. I'll get into, you know what I'm going to get into right before I end this thing. But there's a whole lot of rap artists that people think are the dopest things since sliced bread that I listen to them and I'm like, nah. And that's if you're lucky. And I've been a hip-hop snob since I was in eighth grade. So I wasn't just nah on the new booty rappers. I was nah on a lot of cats back in the late 80s and early 90s. It wasn't, in some cases, it wasn't until like the mid-2000s before I finally figured out something about people. I'm just getting around to kind of digging cats like Nelly. All right? Albeit, I will say this about Nelly, for damn sure, even though I wasn't a big fan of most of his early shit, at least not at the time, I will always be thankful to that man for giving us the tip drill video. BT Uncut, rest in peace. So, I've gotten off on a tangent, but I will come back around to what I was originally saying. Music is very subjective, and what one person likes, another one hates. That's why there's multiple music awards. Yeah, there's multiple movie awards, but the only movie awards anybody gives a damn about were last Sunday night, the Academy Awards. And coming in, it was pretty much a given that you were going to get people split three ways on movies or on what should be best picture, I should say. They were split between Fences, Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. They were split by... Moonlight, and La La Land. To say that for the first time in years, I was actually hooked, like fully hooked into watching an award show from start to finish, as late as it was, it was this year. You want to know what's so nutty? And I got a whole lot of retweets, by the way, at J. Scott Smith. I am verified because I am original. I got a whole lot of love for this tweet, but I, I, it just shook me. It blew my mind. When, I think it was when Viola Davis won. No, 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 it was these two other brothers that won for like some sort of, like some sort of technical award. I think it was like something with animation. I can't remember their names off the top of my head and, I'm, and I apologize for that. But at that point, that was the fourth different award to go to somebody black at the Oscars. That's a record. In 2017, four black people winning Academy Awards in one night broke a record. Think about that for a second. Just like my mind was completely blown when Dexter Fowler became the first black Chicago Cub to ever take an A-B in the World Series. Because the Cubs hadn't been in the World Series since baseball had integrated so they were the last team to field a black player in a World Series game. So in 2016, the Chicago Cubs finally put a black player in the batter's box at the World Series. In 2017, we had more than three black people win an Oscar in one night. And I couldn't remember when there was a night that three of them won it. I knew there was the night that Halle and Denzel won. But I couldn't recall if there was a third, but this one was a fourth. And that's before the insanity happened at the finish in the main event. You heard it at the start of the show. 
when Warren Beatty, Dick Tracy himself, Bullworth is up there along with Faye Dunaway to announce the winner of Best Picture. You could tell he was stuttering and stammering and he was he wasn't sure what the hell to make of what was going on because he had the wrong envelope and he recognized it pretty quickly that he had the wrong envelope. But by that point, Faye Dunaway has basically kind of flustered him, took the envelope, and read La La Land. But the card had Emma Watson, who just won Best Actress over it. And that just sets off this crazy-ass chain of events where, as you heard, Moonlight, which many people thought was going to be Best Picture anyway, but came up painfully short, it seemed, at the very end. And if you could have seen what Twitter looked like when... It was announced that La La Land won. Oh, you talk about pissed off and angry and the wrong picture won and the wrong movie won. And, oh, well, we knew it wasn't going to come down to a happy ending. And then to see the entire tone shift when dude says, but we lost. Wait, what? And it, it was amazing. It was it was incredible. And look, man, I've covered sporting events and I've been a part of sporting events and seen some wild and crazy things in my lifetime when it comes to athletics. And one of my favorite things about big sporting events with wild finishes are the reaction shots of the benches, dugouts, and the crowd. Now say what you will, but there ain't too many championship games that had better spontaneous reaction shots than the Oscars had on Sunday night. Just jump your ass on YouTube and watch the faces in that room. I mean everybody from the directors of the movie to uh, Taraji P. Henson had a wonderful reaction to this whole thing. The Rock, for God's sake. The Rock was in the crowd. He had an amazed reaction to this. It was mind-blowing. There's that meme of John Legend looking like someone literally just stole his puppy from him. He had the type of look on his face that the Michigan players had when this happened. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State's Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. Essentially, that's what happened to La La Land. They had 10 seconds left on the damn clock. All they had to do was punt the ball down the field and not get it blocked or get it returned, and that would have been it. But somehow, it went left. It went left in a hurry. And to hear the acceptance speech, to hear this very spontaneous, impromptu promo for a guy who maybe a minute and a half earlier thought he'd come all the way to L.A. And yes, his movie was able to get Best Supporting Actor. And it was able to make a huge dent in the perception that movies that focused on black queer gentlemen, on black queer people, couldn't hang. It turned out it was the biggest picture of the year. And he cut a very impassioned acceptance speech. He cut a promo that I was absolutely proud of, considering he only had about a minute to really think this thing up on the fly. Thank you. Very clearly, very clearly, even in my dreams, this could not be true. But to hell with dreams. I'm done with it, because this is true. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to say, 
And it is true, it's not fake. We've been on the road with these guys for so, so long, and that was so gracious and so generous of them. My love to La La Land, my love to everybody. There was a time when I, when I thought this movie was impossible because I couldn't, I couldn't bring it to fruition. I couldn't bring myself to tell another story. And so everybody behind me on the stage said, no, that is not acceptable. So I just want to thank everybody up here behind me, everybody out there in that room, because we didn't do this. You guys chose us. Thank you for the choice. I appreciate it. Much love. Good night. Thank you so much. I mean, that's happiness right there. And yeah, was he pissed off? Was he frustrated? Of course he was. But in the moment, you go from being pissed off to realizing, hey, this screw-up worked in my favor. And yes, they didn't get their magic moment where they could celebrate like everyone else has for nearly a century at the Academy Awards. But no one will ever forget the night they won. And yeah, they didn't get the dramatic announcement of them winning. But nothing ain't much more dramatic than dudes snatching that card from Warren Beatty, holding it up, and you see Moonlight staring back out at you. That was real. That was a shoot in pro wrestling terms. It was, a, it was outstanding. This whole Moonlight La La Land debacle, it wasn't some insidious plot to not give a black movie its moment. I've seen that floating around out there. No, because ain't no way anybody could have possibly set it up to look like that. No. It was just gross incompetence at the highest level. The thing is, it's just that these days we've gotten so used to gross incompetence being attached to diabolical things. I haven't had any discussions with Russians. But what happened there? And when you find out what happened, because PricewaterhouseCoopers, the accounting firm that deals with the Academy Awards, just fired the two goobers who were handling the envelopes because one of them, as it turns out, when he should have been paying attention to, you know, making sure you get the best picture envelope to the presenter, his ass was doing what I was doing. He was on friggin' Twitter. And he wasn't paying attention. And he ended up running the envelope out there. And he turned Warren Beatty into Steve Harvey. It's, this is mind-blowing. It was, it was a legit holy shit moment. I actually tweeted out the words, holy shit, when that went down. Because it, it, it was. If this were a pro wrestling event, that would be the chant that suddenly goes up. Well, that and you already know that's going to end up on Botchamania on YouTube at some point too. Congratulations to Moonlight. That's a milestone. And yes, Denzel Washington got jobbed again out of being best actor. Now, mind you, he got one for training day. And he got one for best supporting actor for Glory. But to tell me that that man only has two Academy Awards, that's the travesty. Not Beyonce and her 285 Grammys. Denzel Washington, maybe the single greatest black actor of the last two generations, with all respect due to Sidney Poitier. To say that that man has, he's had more best actor caliber roles that didn't cash out. Malcolm X, Reuben Hurricane Carter, and now for Fences. So that's three right there. He should be a four-time, 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 four-time best actor. At least four. But yet he keeps coming up short. He keeps getting that silver medal, and this time to Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck? Seriously? Not saying dude's not a good actor, but of all the years you want to give one to Casey Affleck over Denzel Washington.
Come on, dog. Come on, bruh. That ain't right. Congratulations to Moonlight. A movie that shows someone coming of age, a black man coming of age, coming to grips or coming to accept who he is sexually. And having that type of a role, a very powerful role at that. That's needed in these times. All that diversity we saw at the Oscars this year, which just blew away the Oscars so white of 2016. It's magnificent. Congratulations to Moonlight. And you know what? Yeah, you didn't get that that magic moment. You didn't get that one shining moment type of victory. But uh, you got that trophy. And at the end, that's really all the hell that matters. But before I go, as I record this, as you hear this, it is March 2nd, 2017. Nicki Minaj has still not responded to Sheether as of right now as I'm doing this show. Now, at some point down the road, I am going to do a show strictly dedicated to my favorite diss tracks because don't nobody love a good and I stress good rap beef like I do. I'm somebody who's loved professional wrestling basically my whole life. I'm 37. I started watching pro wrestling back in 1984 when I was five. Good rap beef is like a good pro wrestling rivalry. Cool Moe D, LL Cool J. Love it. LL Cool J and Cannabis. Love it. Jay-Z and Nas. I'll get to that in a second. Love it. Tupac, Biggie, love it. Common and Cube, love it. Gimme that. BDP, really it's MC Shan versus KRS-One, love it. I love all that shit, gimme that. Eminem versus everybody, apparently, love it. Even 50 and Ja Rule, I dig that too. Even some of the more low-key beefs that there were out there, because remember, I don't know a lot of y'all remember T.I. and Ludacris, had issues at one point in time. Even down to even down to the silliness, the lower the lower card beefs like Nelly and Chingy, things like that. That's what I get with. And there haven't been too many woman on woman rap beefs cuz maybe the most high profile rap beef that had a woman in it was friggin' Roxanne Shantae versus the real Roxanne. But and that's going back 30 years. You had Lil Kim and Nicki Minaj kind of butt heads. You had Foxy Brown and Lil' Kim, kinda, but not really, but they did, but they didn't in the late 90s. This with Remy and Nikki, and y'all pretty much know the story on this, with Remy and Nikki, was, that was something that kind of came out of left field for me. Because I remember Remy from about 10 years ago, back when I was still doing hip-hop radio in Lansing, where she did this song called Conceited, and it was not long before her ass ended up in jail. It was actually a really good song. But her album was just kind of meh. And she goes to jail, and everything just kind of disappears, and Nikki becomes the de facto or the default number one mainstream rap female. Say what you will about her. I'm not a big fan of hers, to be perfectly honest with you. Her voice is annoying. She's not very good on the mic. Her songs are all pretty much, very much the same, very formulaic, the usual. She is what she is. Remy gets out of jail. Nikki decides to take a not-so-thinly-veiled shot at her in a track with Gucci Man. That's right, Gucci just happened to be 
just off to the side when this goes down. And when I tell you Remy came out just throwing everything at Nikki, I mean everything. I sat there and listened to this on Saturday as the internet goes absolutely insane over this song. And I must say, as a connoisseur of the rap beef, <laughs> as someone who has sampled much from the from the beef section in terms of rap, I will say that it was, in terms of actual quality of song, I'd give it a C plus, maybe a B minus. The fact that she used Nas's ether beat, eh, I'm just saying, eh, because, I mean, well, Remy managed to stretch four minutes worth of diss onto a seven-minute track. But what it lacked in organization, it more than made up for in collateral damage. The only cats who didn't take shrapnel from it were Mob Deep and Chino XL, because everybody got a little taste in that one. It wasn't just Nikki who was the main target, but it's like she went into a room with a Tommy gun, like out of those old gangster movies, and just started spraying. Trey Songs gets hit with, with some of the friendly fire. Now, obviously, Meek Mill gets drilled with this. Drake's name gets dropped in there. The, the Safari, uh, Nikki's ex-boyfriend gets lumped in there. It's like you know, all of Cash Money, Young Money got tossed into that whole shit heap that she was just unloading on everybody. Like cats looking over. Ebro from Hot 97 in New York got lit up. I mean, come on, man. I, I, at least I remember when Tupac went at Biggie. It was largely Biggie and Mob Deep. When Jay-Z went at Nas, it was Jay-Z and Nas and Mob Deep. When Nas went at Jay-Z, it was at Jay-Z and Mob Deep. And that makes, you know what, remember that. For cats who are in my age range and you remember those rap beefs from about the mid-90s to about 2002, 2003, why is it in just about every rap beef you can think of in that time period, Mob Deep got flamed in just about every single song. They were never like just the sole one or two-on-one scenario with them. It was like four different dudes. Like guys are battling it out with each other and Prodigy and Havoc still end up catching fire from it because they said something and couldn't keep their mouth shut. Who knows? Maybe I'll start doing a tracker, seeing how long it takes for Nikki to actually say something because she hasn't directly responded to Remy at all. And she ain't Biggie. She ain't good enough to just no-sell an attack like that. She's got to fight back. You can't be out here beefing with Trey Songs on Twitter, but you ain't saying a damn thing to Remy. You can't be out here throwing record sales on the table. Nobody gives a damn about record sales and rap beef. Bringing up, oh, I sold this many records. Who cares? So you sold a bunch of records. You know what selling a bunch of records means in a rap beef? That's the same as the team that just got their ass handed to them in a football game. Suddenly bringing up, well, we still lead the all-time series. Nobody gives a damn about the all-time series. Let's talk about this all-time ass-whooping you just caught right now. Nobody cares what you did in the 1970s. That's the same thing. Nobody cares how many records you sold, Nikki. All we want to know is, what are you going to do to respond to that? And no, this isn't, oh, let's pit, you're pitting women against each other and they should all be friends. Stop it. There's nothing more, there's nothing more insulting 
honestly nothing more misogynistic and nothing more sexist than saying that women shouldn't be pitted against each other because they're not competitive like that. We should all uplift each other. Bullshit. I said it. There ain't too many more creatures on this planet that are more competitive than women. Some of the most competitive people, cutthroat individuals, and I mean that in a positive way, are women. Women will come at you. I'd love to see if Nikki actually has it in her to come with something strong at Remy. Because Remy is playing with house money. I saw an interview that the locks did where Jada was talking about this. He's like, she ain't got nothing to lose. She's coming for everybody. So Nikki, you need to get up off your ass. Hmm. And step up and fight back. At least once. We're not talking about that 1996 somebody's gotta die thing, but damn it, you gotta fight back, because don't nobody care about your record sales. My name is J. Scott Smith, telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Who knows, maybe a week from today, Nikki will have actually responded. I'll see you a week from today for episode 34 of JSC Radio. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore. So she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.